I was putting together the top five stories of the day, and it made me even matter, Josh, about the Raiders game last night because the Lions tried to give them the game. I mean, they tried to give them the game. Let me repeat. The Lions tried to give the Raiders the game. The Raiders like, ah, man, we're good. Who's going to get the number one overall pick? Do you want to uh, you want to go – well, let's – Let's just do this. Let's do. Let's put it in the top five stories today, right? And that way, then I'm not getting all due mad diligence. And angry. And that way, I can do my due diligence. We'll just make it number five. All right. It is time for the top five stories of the day. As always, are presented by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. All right, Newcastle Casino is located on I-44, exit 107, online at newcastlecasino.com. Happy hour, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6. And, of course, and, of course, you can join Newcastle Casino every night for Midnight Moon, where you are a winner. Newcastle Casino, I-44, exit 107, newcastlecasino.com, big story number five. Number five. So, yes, the Raiders lost last night. They still haven't scored more than 20 points in a game thanks to their offense this season. This was the moment where I had a little hope, though. It was very fleeting, might I add. Oh, wait, wait for it, sorry. The Josh Jacobs drive. Great blocking by the line. And the Raiders marched down the field, had to have a touchdown, and they got one courtesy of number eight. Yeah. Who was that? Jason Horowitz in the Raiders radio network. Horowitz, nice. Didn't uh, he used to call games for CBS? He still does. Oh, okay. So he does Army games and college football. And so he's a busy guy. Westwood One stuff. Yeah. Good dude. Um, and really talented. Really talented. But that Josh Jacobs run was really my last minute of hope last night in Monday Night Football. As he ducks in behind center, takes the snap, takes the knee, and that's your ball game. Two teams will meet out in the middle of the field to say job well done, job better done on this night by the Detroit Lions, who win it by a score of 26-14 to 14 to run their record to 6-2 and two on the season as they head to the bye. So you asked a question as we were hitting the top five stories of the day. Who is going to have the number one pick in the draft, correct? Yeah, who, who's it going to be? Well, as it stands right now, the Arizona Cardinals would have the top pick at one and seven. Isn't it wild their only one is over the Cowboys? While the Shh, That is nuts. While the Bears are slated to have both the second and third picks right now because last year the Bears made a trade with Carolina. Bryce Young picked number one overall by Carolina, and spoiler alert, Carolina stinks again this year. Yeah, that was uh... – Looking like a, a brilliant trade. But the, here's the thing for Carolina, though. They won last week. They beat Houston. Don't let them get hot. Yeah, so, they uh, they got a chance to win this week, too. Well, here's what's wild about it. You have currently three teams at 2-6. and six. The Bears, the Giants, and the Patriots. That's currently three, four, and five. So the, the Bears, as it stands now, have two and three. The Giants have four. New England has five. Green Bay has six. Indy has seven, followed by the Raiders, Broncos, and Rams. How about this? Colts, Bears, next two weeks for Carolina. Oof. 
I would say they got a chance to win those games. You know, they've uh, they've been competitive along the way, sure, save for yeah. the Lions and Dolphins games. Oh, yeah. The Raiders, by the way, have the Giants next week, followed by the Jets. The Jets game is Sunday night football, which will absolutely be flexed out. There's no way they're going to put the Raiders and the Jets on Sunday night football. And then they follow with two very losable games at Miami and home for Kansas City. We haven't played Kansas City yet, so there's two more losses. Eh, we'll see. But the Raiders have gone win-win, or win-loss-loss-loss, win-win-loss-loss, so you'd assume the Giants would be a loss, and then the Jets game would be a win. Today is trade deadline day, and if you're not keeping track, we are three hours and 52 minutes away from the trade deadline. Our countdown clock to the trade deadline brought to you by Chick-fil-A, 12th Avenue. Anything big going to happen? Leonard Williams got traded yesterday to Seattle. I think you got yes. I think the Chiefs are in the game for a receiver. No doubt. The the Mooney Mooney out of Chicago has been mentioned quite a bit, Daryl Mooney, who I feel like I've had on every fantasy team I've ever had, and he stinks. <laughs> so get him to Kansas City, help him. I don't think I don't think Devontae Adams is gonna be traded. But if he is it makes sense. If I was the Raiders, I would probably try to trade both Adams and Jacobs. That's just me. See if Minnesota wants Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey, what's going on, Vikings? Do you Okay, here's one more. The, the rumors have started this morning. We'll get past the NFL. The rumors have started this morning. Tom Brady coming out of retirement to join the Vikings. He didn't address the possibility in his latest episode of Let's Go. But it's is this Mike Florio looking for clicks? Or is this something where you could see Tom Brady saying, I'm not really doing much. So why not? I don't see it, man. I don't either, by the way. I Tom, love Tom I, Brady has in the past, listening to him speak, his thing has always been what, Plank? It's you're either all in or you're out. Right. And guess what? He's been out right. for a little while. So to him, all in is dating back to pre-OTAs. So I just, man, I don't I don't see it happening. Yeah, me neither. All right, uh, anything else NFL-wise you want to get to? I'm sure there probably is, but I can't think of it right now. All right, number four. Number four. I don't know if you caught this last night, Josh, and we're not the biggest NBA show until the season gets a little bit later, but OKC looked really good in taking care of business last night. Raise your expectations now. Raise them. That's right, Ross. Um, which, by the way, you might not be wrong with the way things are going right now. 3-1 and one on the season. The only loss the Thunder have had so far is to um, – Denver, they win 124-112 last night in a matchup that, you know, pretty much they dominated. They led by 12 at the end of the first quarter, and then I don't think that there was ever a moment where either they trailed or the game was tied. It's like they grabbed that 12-point lead in the first quarter and just, that was the game. It's got to feel good for Shea. 32 points after as abysmal as he was against Denver. 
11 of 23 from the field, perfect from the free throw line, grabbed nine boards, dished out four assists. The uh, the process of Chet Holmgren getting more comfortable is is working, I think. He had 14 and 4 last night. And my my new favorite player who's going to be a rock star, Cason Williams finished with 9 last night. So, OKC gets the win. They will look to continue their chase. What did Toby set the over under at? 81 and a half. Oof, tough. They got New Orleans coming up at home tomorrow night. All right, big story number three. Number three. All right. So you don't think it was a plant. You don't think it was a planted phone call. I don't not think it was a plant. All right, so let's start our college football with a little bit of Dabo Sweeney v. Caller. I'm curious uh, why that and I hear um, our friend. So I'm curious why are we paying you $11.5 million to go four and four? And it's not just this year. It's been, it's been, you know, just the refusal to accept. All right. All right. What's this guy's name? Tyler. Hey, Tyler, I've I've listened to enough of you, Tyler. (laughs) Listen, uh, you can, you can have all your opinions that you want. All right. I don't know how old you are. Don't really care. All right. But let me tell you something. Uh, We won 11 games last year and you're part of the problem to be honest with you, because that is part of the problem. It's people like you that do that. All you do is ex- the appreciation. The expectation is greater than the appreciation. Mm. And that's the problem. What a line. The expectation is greater than the appreciation. He was, it's almost like he kind of has thought of this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to tell people all the time, they'd say, what's the difference in Clemson? Let me tell you, at, Cle- at some places there's an expectation, but at Clemson there's an appreciation. And what's happened at Clemson is we've won so much that even when we – it used to be the funds in the winning. Now even when you win, people like you complain and criticize the coaches and question everything. You, you, people like you, all right, when I hired Tony Elliott to be the offensive coordinator who never called a play in his life, I'm sure you were critical then, all right, and he took us to two national championships. People like you – who just destro- love to, to destroy people with your comments, all right? I'm sure you've never made any bad decisions. I'm sure you've lived a perfect life. I'm sure you've led a bunch of people. I'm sure you do your job in front of So to answer your question, I started as the lowest paid coach in this freaking business, all right? And I'm where I am because I've worked my ass off every single day. And I ain't going to let some smart-ass kid get on this phone and create this stuff. So if you got a problem with that, I don't care. I love the part where he said, uh, he called him a 12-year-old. Or <laughs> too well rehearsed. It's too good. Yeah. It's I, too I, good to not be a player. I don't know where I fall on that. I, I want to believe that it's real, but that would be that would be next-level cringe if if – it was orchestrated. Would it not? No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I'll say this. Let's let's play in the hypothetical for a second, exist that it was not rehearsed. Okay? Off the cuff, this is authentic. He totally has the right to defend his program and defend the success they've had. And he's right in saying that, look, we've gone, what, 12 years with double-figure wins or whatever the numbers were. And, you know, some – however many seasons with 11-plus wins, and yet they also 
also the other half of that equation is true too. Dabo, welcome to winning national championships. Four losses and having a bunch of expectations and getting paid $11 million to deliver mediocre football. Yes, this is the other end of the equation. It's kind of funny because now Brent Venable, the Sooner Sports Talk stopped taking phone calls when the fan that brought a busload of people to Kansas State and showed up. Why didn't you? Since that moment, we haven't been taking calls on Sooner Sports Talk. Uh, but Brent did get a very similar question last night. Not, we pay you all this money, but it was, hey, what's it like to coach for a rabid fan base or an insane fan base? And he gave a really good answer last night. I'll play that for you after the after the break. But uh, that's Notre Dame and Clemson this weekend, Josh. I mean, it's Notre Dame and Clemson Saturday. Dabo is getting grief because Clemson's A, not very good, B, it's hard to replace coordinators like – Brent Venables, and then you go through his list of offensive coordinators, right? He lost Tony Elliott. Um, well, Chad Morrison moved on, you, if you want to go historically in context. They they lost some really good – Jeff Scott was good. Now, he was terrible as a head coach, but they had some good OCs. And it's taken Garrett Riley some time. I also think it's going to take a ph- philosophical shift necessary for Clemson to say, yeah, we need the transfer portal. Real quick, the other college football story from last night, unless you want to add something else to that. I know you were digging. Anything else you want to add to Dabo? No, I, I think you, you're right. I mean, obviously some things have to change there for them. And transfer portal, not the transfer portal. Probably they do need to supplement it here and there with it. But, uh, I mean, look, the coaching staff, the players, I mean, obviously they're just not as good as they've been. Yeah. And, and he's responsible. The Bucks stops with Dabo. Absolutely. All right, big story. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't want to move past this real quick. Uh, Many of you have sent this. It was posted yesterday afternoon, so I'm sure Tyler and and Teddy have had a chance to talk about it. But Heather Dinich said that she thinks the college football playoff committee will ignore Oklahoma's win over Texas, which is fascinating. Does the the selection committee completely ignore Oklahoma's head-to-head win against Texas in what is one of college football's most storied rivalries? I think they do. Oklahoma lost to Kansas. They did not look good in the win against UCF. I think they dropped below Texas. To me, the Big 12's best bet for a playoff contender right now is Texas, in large part because of that win in Tuscaloosa. You know – I think you're over. I think we're all over analyzing it a little bit too. It's the the wording was it. not right. The wording was not well stated. They're not going to overlook the win over Texas, but they're also not going to overlook the loss to Kansas. <laughs> um, and they're not going to overlook no. the entirety of Texas's resume too. I agree. Texas is going to be ranked in front of Oklahoma. Yeah, just prepare yourself for it tonight. I mean, you don't have to say they're going to ignore the win. I think she chose her words poorly. Uh, I think they're going to put more on the fact that you lost to Kansas than that you beat Texas. And for Texas, they're going to put more on the fact that you beat Alabama than Mm -hmm. that you lost to Oklahoma. Correct. It's going to be real simple, guys. Oklahoma's going to be the lowest-ranked one-loss team. Probably. You you think that? I don't know who they'd be ranked in front of. (laughs) I was like, give me a little hope here. Here, Here's to me. This is my advice to the playoff rankings. Just my advice. Sooner, I know you don't listen to me. You're like my my 14-year-old. But I'm going to give you all some advice. Sit this one out tonight. 
on Twitter. I, I don't think OU fans are going to be that upset. Sit about this one out tonight on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Let the let everyone have their moment. Let the Brandon Walkers and all the people that you spend way too much time responding to, let them have their moment. Just sit it out. And then when they beat Oklahoma State and when they shut down Ali Gordon, hopefully, then you can start to talk a little bit. But for, for this week, it sucks. Got beat by Kansas. Got to sit it out. And Kansas is going to be ranked in the top 20. Uh, top 25 tonight, which is good. Um, Oklahoma's going to get punished for the Kansas loss. And I don't think anyone has a problem with it. Is right. the uh, Big 12 going to have five teams in the top 25? Yes. Just, yeah? OU, Texas, Kansas, Oklahoma State, and Kansas State. That Yeah, it's, Oklahoma State was the other team I was – I think they're going to get in at like 25. Yeah. That's just me. Um, all right. Are we at number two? Number two. See, this is what happens when we get all in the uh, the weeds. Big story number two. Now, I think some of you might have had your attention on, like, Monday Night Football or something. Not me, Josh Helmer. Not me. I was all in on the magic of the World Series. You're going to need to move to the first base side of the rubber. As Marcus sends one deep out into left center, and it falls for the base hit. Thomas comes up with it, spins, throws it back into second, holding Simeon to a long single. But that gets Nathaniel Lowe home with the game's first run. And it took a little bit more Corey Seager dramatics. Corey Seager smashes the ball down the line. Goodbye. Three to nothing, Texas. Second of the World Series for Corey Seager. And boy, his home runs get out in a hurry. Texas has not lost on the road during the playoffs, Josh Elmer. Playoffs? They win last night, taking games let's see, one, two, three of the World Series. That is crazy to have not lost on the road. Three to one, the final score. So, again, those two teams will go at it tonight at 7 o'clock on Big Fox. Gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. One. Number one. All right, we've uh, we've spent a lot of time. Brent Venables looking back on the game. Brent Venables looking ahead to Oklahoma State. We're counting down to the Brent Venables press conference. So let's let's bring you what he said about Danny Stutzman and the injury situation when we come back right here on the Home of Sooner. Oh yeah! Here comes Michael Myers. You can't kill him. You can't kill him. He is tough to beat. All right, two quick ones before Coach Venables goes in depth. What about the injuries, Coach V? You mentioned Tawi was was really having a big day, and he went down. Gentry Williams didn't play in this game. Is there anything you can tell us in that regard about their availability this week? Yeah, well, Gentry practiced today, and uh, and we got our, our fingers crossed on the other two guys, so we'll see. Ooh. Fingers crossed. Meanwhile, what is it like having such a passionate fan base? Pressure is a privilege. And uh, that's, first of all, how I, I look at that. And that's that's a huge reason why I came back. Yeah. And um, this is a special place. This is – I don't want to go somewhere where there's no pressure. I, I don't – I put an inordinate amount of pressure on myself uh, every day. So, I don't – I don't – I, I'm a very I'm a very comfortable person in that environment is how I've always felt. And the the more chaotic and pressurized it get gets, things calm down and slow down and become quiet for me. And uh and I think it's a it's it's 
what makes Oklahoma great. This is a, you know, and they, they've had over 100 years of elite success. So, you know, how do you handle it? Man, you run right towards it. You embrace it. If someone needs to send that to Dabo Sweeney and tell him that's how you handle a fanatical fan base, I'm bracing it. You're right. I'm mad too. You think you're madder than Brent Venables is over the lack of execution on some of those plays? Heck no, man. Yeah, you just don't appreciate the football. <laughs> All right. Speaking of uh, Coach V, I, I feel very good about today's show, ladies and gentlemen. I feel like we gave you some characters as Howard Stern like to say in private parts. We'll be back being forced to work a full three hours tomorrow. Jeez. Uh, and in the meantime, enjoy the Brent Venables press conference. We'll recap it all. Uh, you guys cool with starting to get a few Oklahoma State peeps on the show? Maybe see if R.A. wants to come on. I know his show's on about the same time as mine, but I really like Robert. So we'll get a little bit more in-depth on exactly what we've learned, what we've seen from Ollie Gordon, how you stop him. More Mike Gundy, but – Hey, man, it's all about Oklahoma, right? Oklahoma can't beat Oklahoma. And we'll learn more about the Sooners' preparation for Bedlam and how they've put Kansas in the rear view right now as it's time for the Brent Venables Press Conference right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Stick around.